From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about navigating both low desire and high desire when it comes to your sexual and emotional intimacy. And Stephen Covey had this to say. He said, strength lies in differences, not in similarities. And I think as we talk about differences in desire, there's going to be a lot that taps into that. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that in today's show. But yep. first... Welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. If you are a brand new listener, Tony and I are so excited to have you joining us. Mm-hmm. And if you've been around for a while, you know we always love having you tune in to the latest One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We start every show with a hug. And a hug is actually an opportunity for us to share with you how another couple is winning in their marriage, the breakthroughs that they've had. And this hug comes from a Facebook post that was in the One Family Facebook group that says, it's been a year since my husband and I started living this lifestyle. December 2020, our marriage was a wreck. It was either figure out something quick or become a statistic. We literally did a Google search for marriage resources and found the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast and the One Family. Right on. Yay, Google. It worked. We've both been all in ever since the workshop you guys did in January 21. We put in serious work in every area since then, cut off relationships that threatened the foundation of our marriage, mm-hmm. scheduled sex, and decided we both like it. That's good. We live and die by a coffee break to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. We got on the same page about our finances. We switched churches so we could serve together. Nice. We prioritize each other and fun together. We dream and laugh together. We had every intimacy killer and cracks in every dang pillar but we were both committed 100% to making forever look better than the first 15 years. Mm. She goes on to say, I promise if you use the six pillars as a guide, you can't go wrong. I'm passing the book on to every couple I know. It's life changing. Yes, this is awesome. And I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, this is what we do. And this is why, you know, through this pandemic, where the six pillars of intimacy came from. Uh Uh-huh. And we're still pouring in and we're still pressing in. I mean, we got we got new things coming out around the six pillars of intimacy. If you haven't picked up the book yet, please do go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com and grab it today. You can get it on paperback, you can get it in Kindle. Get it. Read it. It's a quick read because we want you to be able to look at your pillars. It's what we talk about here most times, even on the podcast now. Where are the cracks and where are you strengthening? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be focusing primarily today on your sexual intimacy, but also your emotional intimacy, because mm-hmm. there's this little six letter word, right? Six little letters. Doesn't seem like six letters could do all that much, you know, create all that much tension in a marriage, but it does. And that word is desire. And, you know, couples get into this tug of war of, you know, low desire and high desire. And before we even jump into it, I actually just want to desire define the word desire and desire is defined as a longing a craving and it's often used in regard to your sexual intimacy right that's why we get the whole high desire low desire but within that there are all these feelings that can get stirred up because if the sexual intimacy is not working like not working between the two of you if there are cracks in that pillar you can have feelings of bitterness and resentment and anger and guilt and frustration and it doesn't matter which side you consider yourself on if you consider yourself high desire or low desire those feelings mm-hmm. 
can really start to, to get stirred and to actually get a foothold in your marriage. And it's why we have to talk about this tug of war because it's not just how that impacts your sexual intimacy, but it really does spill over into your emotional intimacy, how the two of you are talking about this and mm. how you're navigating, you know what, like we have differences. We're not similar in this area of our marriage. So how can we actually find strength? How can we build strength into our marriage? Can I say one thing too, though, as we begin to talk about sexual desire, low, high, I want to say right here, right now, we are going to blow up the stereotype. Mm -hmm. Not all men are high desire. Not all women are low desire. We've been here and we've been studying marriages. We've been married 25 years. We've been studying marriages for 12 years. We've been on this journey with you throughout that time. Believe me, we get emails from both men who are low desire, women who are high desire, flip flop it. Both of them who are sort of like in between almost at the same level. Maybe it's a lower desire for both or maybe it's a high desire for both. So let's, let's right here mm -hmm. as the one family, let's get real with one another and, and really understand that there isn't a stereotypical one way fits all for every marriage. Well, it's so, it's just so powerful even hearing you say that I was just being interviewed earlier today on a, for another podcast. And we were talking about gender stereotypes because I had talked about them in the six pillars of intimacy. And I said, you know, when we get into this place where we say it's all men or all women, it actually puts a ceiling on the marriage. Mm. It, it, it allows you to check out instead of check in and say, what can I do about this? And so I'm glad that you brought that up because we want to get into this place as extraordinary couples where we look at we look at this area of our marriage, right? We look at the sexual intimacy and we say, okay, how are we going to use our emotional intimacy to break this tug of war that has us pulling in, in two different directions instead of getting on the same team and saying, you know what? We have differences in desire. Let's, let's figure out how to make this work for our marriage. Mm -hmm. and, and, and believe me, join, join the crowd here. I mean, Elisa and I, we have flip-flopped over the years, different times, different seasons. Um, so we get it. Absolutely. And, you know, like I think to, like I, partly in this interview too, I'd been asked about the 60 Days of Sex Challenge. And I remember, like it was so, I think almost overwhelming to me when we first started the 60 Day Sex Challenge, where my desire was suddenly like something I didn't even know what to do with. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. I, like, I remember calling you and being like, Hey, you need to come home right now. Cause I want to have sex. And, and even looking at the phone going, did I just utter all of those words in the same sentence? I can only imagine what that was like on your side to get that kind of phone call or to have me talking about sex or to even like have me interested in sex. I guess I should even just like be that blunt about it. Yeah. But on the other side, I think it throughout the 60 day sex challenge, there came a point where my desire began to began to plummet a little bit because of the duration. Mm. And, and so there was, there was a, there was a wave that I was also going on as well, like high, and then it, it sort of tapered and, and, and fell below you and then sort of came back up again as I began to feel more confident, I think in that. So uh, again, this is something that you guys are going to experience differently. Mm -hmm. throughout the years of your marriage. Well, and even just in that, literally, I was just thinking about that as you said that, the flip-flop, because like the first month, my desire was so, so high. And then we had like 
the week in the middle where it was like, I got my period, both kids got sick, you got the viral migraine and I was just exhausted and tapped. And then I remember your desire like came bounding back and you're like, let's do this thing. And I remember just laying in bed going, I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And, and, and we share that just that kind of like little microcosm. I mean, that was a 60 day window, you guys, where it was literally the pendulum was swinging. And there can be a lot of factors mm-hmm. at play when it comes to desire. It could be your health. It could be stress. It could be your kids aging. Like all of these things are at play. And each one needs to be looked at mm-hmm. and thought about. Because when we, when we say just health and aging, mm-hmm. just the first and the last one that Elisa brought up, th- those are real things. And so if you're seeing something change, many in the one family, we, we have heard so many when we have discussed this before, it's been brought up on the one family, uh, Facebook, the private Facebook group mm-hmm. there, folks will talk about, uh, testosterone, um, what is it? Testosterone uh, levels. Levels, but, but even like the testosterone pellets and, mm-hmm. and all just different health and aging and what's going on. Seek out medical Mm-hmm. Seek out your medical experts, seek out your doctor, talk to them, get the penis book, get the vagina Bible, grab these resources. And I'll put links to those two books here in the episode notes for you guys. Cause I believe, and we believe that every couple should be reading those books because those things are happening. Our bodies are changing due mm-hmm. to health and aging, and that can correlate to our desire and how we express that sexual desire towards our spouse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's this kind of accepted underlying current within society that says differences in desire are to be expected. It's to be expected that there will be this tug of war in a marriage and we're just supposed to accept it. Right. Mm. We're just supposed to, you know, kind of wipe our hands and be like, well, you know what? That's just the way it is. And I remember years ago hearing Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Rabel, he was being interviewed and they were asking him about, you know, what he would do to win the Super Bowl. And the question that he was asked is, would you cut off your penis to win a Super Bowl? Which is a weird question to even I mean, it's, it, I it mean, was honestly. like a radio interview, you know, I, I so know. kind of like the whole shock jock thing. Right. But but he was asked this question and he responds, probably because he then added after that, he goes, you guys will be married for 20 years one day. You won't need it. And I just remember hearing that quote and thinking, oh my gosh, there are probably differences in desire happening in their marriage. There's a tug of war going on. And he's just at this place of going, uh, it's a useless appendage. Chop it off. If it means I'm going to win a Super Bowl, like let's go do it. And I remember going, oh, hold yeah, on I don't, a second. I don't think, I don't think I'd do that. I, I'm, I mean, hey, Get to the Super Bowl, man. That that's an amazing achievement and one that is, you know, coming from a football family, we we know what it's like even to win, you know, a high school state championship to get to that level for for those boys. And yet, I, there's nothing in my mind that or body would go. Well, you know what? To win that, I think we would. I, I think I would just chop off my penis because I'm not. No, like no. Well, that might be because you have a better sex life. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna like be that direct because I, the truth of the matter is is that most people don't get married to have to beg their spouse to have sex with them. They don't want they don't get married thinking that they're gonna say over and over again, I, I don't want to have sex with you or I'm not interested, or to be in this place of having to wonder why why aren't we having sex, mm-hmm. or why does my spouse want sex so often? And, and yet this is guys, this is happening in marriages every day. Mm-hmm. 
right? This isn't just like, a, oh, you know what? Tony and Lisa had nothing to talk about this week. So they're just, no, this tug of war, th- this back and forth uh, where couples are like just exhausted by the crack in the sexual intimacy pillar and the cracks in their emotional intimacy pillar. Like this is real life. Mm-hmm. And, and yet figuring out how to make this work isn't just one person's responsibility. It's not just the low desire spouse that's got to like, I don't know, man up or woman up and just like get in the game more. And it's not just the high desire spouse who has to be like, okay, I'm just going to like turn that all off and, and not want it. Or, you know, in the case of the coach, cut it all off because I don't need it. Right. That's not, that's not what we have to look at. We have to look at, you know, how do we as a couple get to this place where we're actually seeking to understand the differences and why they exist. Right. And, and actually not just understanding it, but then because we're all about being intentional and take action, taking action here at One Extraordinary Marriage, of getting to this place where we say, you know what, I'm not just going to understand what's going on here. We're actually going to work together to create a plan for our marriage. And, and that's it. Really, when we look at desire, are we willing to go deeper in our emotional intimacy? Are we really willing to talk about the, the place that we're at? Where we feel like we're lacking at times, especially from that low desire place where we feel like, man, I do. And yet I just, I, I, I don't have it. There's nothing there. And, and it's not just to, to, to brush it off, but to also just to be able to really flow through and go, okay, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm at. And from the other perspective, the other spouse perspective, to really listen. Mm-hmm. And as Elisa said, then to go, what's the plan? Right. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're being intentional. Are we taking action around this? Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, embarrassment will 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 stop you from going and picking up a phone and calling a doctor. Believe me, I, I get it. I'm 48 years old. I, I'm dealing with some of this stuff myself right now. You know, it's why I went and hired a counselor to to talk through some of these things that have just been on me and that I need to address and mm-hmm. and and to then come to Elisa and go, all right, like we're, we're having these conversations. What's the plan? What's the next move? There are many different options and opportunities mm-hmm. for you. What may work for us, what may work for somebody else in the one family, which may work for somebody, your, your good friend across the street may be different for you. And so know that it's a journey. Absolutely. And you know, we don't want the two of you pulling against each other, right? Tension is healthy in marriage. Like, let me be real clear. It is good to have tension. If you look at all of the most amazing bridges in the world, they stay up because there is a healthy tension on that. But getting to this place where it's a tug of war and you're trying to drag somebody through the mud or it feels like you're getting dragged through the mud, that is unhealthy tension. And so we want to talk about what to do and we'll do that after this break. We're back and we're talking about what to do with the low desire, high desire tug of war. And first... Understand that if this is a dynamic in your marriage, that's normal. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Your marriage isn't broken. Like all of the negative thoughts that have gone through your head about the differences in desire, take a deep breath. Right? We have been there. You guys, like Tony said, I mean, we, we, we have 25 years of challenges and differences in desire. We're still married. We're still having sex. Differences in desire doesn't have to like cut everything off, but you have to have the conversation about it, right? This is where the emotional intimacy starts to come into play. You can't just be in this place of going, okay, we have these like 
crazy differences in desire. And the only conversation is why don't you want sex more? Or why do you want sex so much? It's not the only conversation guys, because <laughs> those two questions generally will only get a defensive response from your spouse mm -hmm. and will actually kill the conversation. Trust me, I've been in enough coaching calls where that starts to happen. I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Because we really want to get into the place of saying, what does, what does our sexual intimacy mean to one another? What does it mean when we're sexually intimate? And that's a question for you both to answer, right? Because that starts to get into the heart and the vulnerability and the emotions and everything that are like years ago. And we've shared this many, many times when Tony's dad was dying, I'll never forget it. Last month that his dad was alive, we're making the bed in our room and we're fluffing the sheet and putting it down. And he looks at me from across the bed and he says, you know, this is a really stressful month. I'm going to need more sex. And I just kind of nodded and was like, oh, okay. But let me tell you guys, what was running through my head was that is the craziest flipping thing I've ever heard. Because when I get under stress, I'm like, I'm done. I got nothing. I'm not even interested in sex. But he was under stress and he needed it more. And, and he explained that that sexual connection was about feeling close. It was about that, like, you're my person. It was about being connected. Mm-hmm. And that was super important when he was going through this incredibly stressful period of time. If he hadn't explained it, I would have just thought my husband was nuts. But it was that emotional intimacy about what the sexual connection meant. And I will say the desire that Elisa and I have for one another, it sometimes doesn't like start in the morning and then builds up through the the morning and then the afternoon and into the evening and then we have sex. Sometimes we we have to just get naked and get in bed. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have to get into a place of just going like, no, we desire this. We both do. We're not in the headspace right now. Mm -hmm. And yet we can get there. It's just going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of uh, just a little bit of some conversation going back and forth. It may mean putting on the sound machine. It may mean, you know, for some of you putting on candles or putting on like some soft light or some soft music. It may mean, you know, rubbing each other with some oils. It, that, that's all part of that process mm -hmm. too. know that we don't, we're not just like, Oh my gosh, yes, let's go right now. No. Sometimes even just doing the podcast, the, the conversations we get to have with one another begin to stir something in us that we're like, oh, wow. And so for you guys, you guys may be having conversations around this that begin to stir you, mm -hmm. but step into it. Sometimes we, we're waiting for the feeling to happen and we do nothing, low desire or high desire. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're waiting in, in, in that it, we do nothing. And many a times I'm finding that Elisa and I just need to step in and go, okay, we're, we're, we're going to be sexually intimate. Well, what are we doing? Are we going to pull out a liberator wedge? Are we going to pull out the flip ram? Are we going to pull out the lube? What are we doing so we can get that action? We can get those that moving and then the feelings begin to come as we're in that moment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's getting in that place of taking action, right? It's having, it's, sometimes it's just the physical act, like this is what we're going to do. Sometimes it's the conversation of saying, hey, what does this connection mean to, to you, to me? And it's also asking the question, you know, if there have been differences in desire, what, what is at the cause of that, right? Like if you're the one that's low desire, sometimes you actually need to spend a little bit of time with yourself. This is a conversation you're having with yourself about what's going on with me. 
Am I dealing with hurt feelings? Am I dealing with health issues that I haven't told my spouse about? Am I dealing with, you know, am I in this place where there are emotional hurts and unforgiveness and, and bitterness that, you know, I just kind of allow to fester there and I'm not doing anything about it, but I'm just waiting for you to romance me and knock me off my feet, you know, and you're not doing it because I got all this junk that I haven't dealt with. And this can be internal. Like this could be between you and your spouse going on. Mm-hmm. There can also be the external stresses from job, work, whatever, maybe. Family members. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're entering the third year of this pandemic. Come on. Like many of us are dealing with some external forces here, you know, that are that have been impacting us. So those can come from two different mm-hmm. places. And sometimes you got to understand what, where those, what, what, what's happening there. And sometimes you actually need help to, to uncover and heal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That. You know, it, it doesn't just happen just because you're like, Oh, well, I know where this is coming from. Voila. You know, you, you actually may have to do the work with a coach. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may have to get resourced to be able to navigate that because it's not just having this awareness. It's also, like I said, you know, to Tony a few minutes ago, it's about saying, well, what are we willing to try? Yeah, and if you're willing to step in and you're you're ready to get coaching, then we would say apply for coaching. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Take action. Do it today. Your marriage is going to thank you for it. You you're going to thank yourself for it. Because the healthier you is going to mean you're going to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. And so if you're ready to apply for coaching, you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com/coaching. Yeah. For some of you, it will be coaching. For others of you, you're going to say, okay, what are we willing to try? And it might be, it might be a seven days of sex challenge, right? You're like, we just need to jumpstart this thing. Boom. Let's go. Boom. You know, for some of you, that jumpstart is going to be to help you like kind of burst out of the routine and burst out of just being in the habit of not having sex, right? For some, you're going to say, you know what? We actually need to get intentional about this you know, beyond seven days and you're going to jump into the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to actually make your sexual intimacy so much a priority that it shows up on your calendar and getting into that place. Some of you are going to get back into this place of, of either getting back to or starting to flirt and romance with your spouse. Because let me tell you something, sexual intimacy. And I was sharing this with a coaching client the other, the other day. Sexual intimacy is not just sexual intercourse. Nope. Let me say that again. Sexual intimacy is not just sexual intercourse. I told clients a few, about a month ago, I'm like, think of your sexual intimacy as a buffet. Mm-hmm. Right? You walk up to, <laughs> like we used to have soup plantation, you know, everybody's got like their buffet that they know about. So just visualize that. And you walk up to the buffet and some days you're like, you know what, I'm going to have a salad with all the fixings. And other days you're like, you know, especially if you've got kids with you, they're like, just take me to the ice cream machine, mom. Just uh, like, I only want ice cream. And you're like, whatever, we're out to eat. You can have ice cream. Other days you're, you're at the soups or the potatoes. And some days you just kind of want like a little bit of everything. Same thing is true when it comes to your sexual intimacy. But you think of your buffet as sexual intercourse and you can think of it as initiating and foreplay and lubes and different positions and different lingerie. You, you can cultivate this mm-hmm. so that when you have these differences in desire, you can actually, instead of having to say no or be in this place of just going, well, just cut it all off because we're not doing this because I just don't feel it. You actually open yourself up to so much more variety and to being able to talk about it and to being able to see sexual intimacy as more than just are we having sex? And when you get into that place of saying, what are our options? What does this look like? How do we get healthy? And what are we willing to try? All of a sudden, 
the high desire, low desire tug of war doesn't drag anyone through the mud. It becomes this place of saying we're on the same team. We're having conversations about this and we're building this pillar of sexual intimacy together. One Mm. person isn't carrying all the weight. One person isn't having to do everything, but it's a place where we are joined and we're stronger together. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Hey, this is, this is a huge topic at times and sometimes it's not be it. It is for you guys right now, or maybe it isn't. Maybe, you know, somebody who, who is struggling and maybe this is where you get to be that light in a marriage, step out, give it to them. For those of you though, who are like, man, this, this just hit home today. It is mine and Elisa's desire that you're going to take what you heard and, and truly start to look at your sexual intimacy and the desire you have for one another and make it and make it and strengthen that pillar so that you have the sexual intercourse, be it the sexual intercourse, the romance, the initiating, the foreplay, whatever that is for you, that it is something that just knocks your guys' socks off and makes you go, really, when, when it comes at it, when you, when you get up afterwards, you go, that was amazing. And so that is what our prayer and our blessing is for you this week. Have yourselves a great one and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.